There's a burglary every 11 seconds. An armed robbery every 65 seconds. A violent crime every 25 seconds. A murder every 24 minutes. And 250 rapes a day. Welcome, Expendables, to Geek Salad episode 130, Eat Lightning and Crap Thunder. <laughs> I did that this afternoon, it wasn't fun. Oh, Taco oh, Bell. <laughs> you did demon. it again. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And uh, we are hoping to get uh, Jim pretty soon. Uh, and we are here today. Is Jim coming? Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Hey. Um, we are, no, he had something else going on. We are here today to talk all about the film oeuvre of one Mr. Sylvester Stallone. Now, what I didn't realize... I thought we were doing Frank Stallone. Oh. Look at this. Screw this. I am far from over this show right now. (laughs) (laughs) So we're, um... Yeah, we're discussing all um, our favorite and really not-so-favorite Stallone stuff. And I, I didn't even realize how perfect this timing is. Uh, we're recording on July 7th. Uh, July 6th was Stallone's 70th birthday. Yep. And this year actually marks the 40th anniversary release of Rocky, the film that made him. It's the only, uh, only sports movie... No, no, it's the first sports movie to be nominated for Academy Award. To win Best Picture, yeah. It won Best Picture. That's right, it did win. Yeah. Don't you forget that. And this way, Catherine's vote. Best, best picture and best director. And best picture. It was up for a whole bunch of awards, but... Yeah, and it was the thing was, it won in a year that was, like, a phenomenal year to win awards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing to think that was his first script that he ever wrote. Right, right. Well, it only had 25 words in it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, five minutes of him walking down the street going, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Let's not forget the, uh, the and they, they get to the end of the walk, the kicker. You're a loser. Stupid. Let's not forget the 45 minute montage at the end of your dream. Yeah. Yeah, win, rock. <laughs> so let's talk about a few. And we did take this to Facebook. Um, so we're going to kind of handle this a little differently than we normally do. Someone's career retrospective. I actually there there are too many movies that we haven't seen seen of Stallone's. Truly really make this worth our while. Um, so what I do is I just ask people who want to talk about certain Stallone movies, and obviously we're going to hit on the greatest hits, the Rockies, the Rambos, uh, the Expendables. Just stop on my mama's shoe. Yes, exactly. All that stuff. <laughs> so um, let's get started with uh, Sly's, one of Sly's fil- uh, first films, 1970. And this was recommended by Chris of Chris's Cultural Corner. Uh, the party at Kitty and Studs, later oh, retitled God. Italian God. Stallion. Holy Jesus Christ in heaven. Wow. No One idea. of Stallone's first movies was a softcore porn. 
Oh, Kitty instead. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Still don't want to watch it. Though. You no, you shouldn't want this, to watch it. This, this, this is a Cinemax late night spe- Friday night special. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's it's like a seventies, like an early seventies, like big hair, presumably big bush type of. <laughs> Of yeah, softcore. 1984 had the big bush kind of softcore going on. Well, that did too, but that also had like, but the big hair was shooting upwards, not kind of outwards. <laughs> no, she had a big bush. Oh, okay. You've seen this movie then. 1984. 1984. We're talking about 1970s. 1970s. Yeah, but it was made in like the 70s. It was made in the in 70s. 70s. Yes. It was made in 1970. Yeah, actually made in 1970. Like legitimately at the start of the 70s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Anyway. Enough on Bush. So anyway, um... (laughs) Well, actually, not enough on Bush, because the second movie is The Lords of Fat Bush. Oh, quiet, you. We'll get to that in a second. Um, (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) So, yeah. I've never had any... Like, there are certain movies you have a curiosity about. This isn't one of them. Oh, no. I I have no desire to see Sly Naked. No. No. I don't even think you... you, It's probably one of those things where it's all, like, obscured, where all, like, the the pumping and grinding is all, like... (laughs) Behind, like, a lamppost or something. <laughs> that one thing, that box of cereal hanging off from infinity just to, like, yeah, cover his Through that Diane Sawyer filter, you know, yeah. the Vaseline on the, on the camera. <laughs> on, the, on the camera. Yeah, so. And the funny thing is, too, I went looking for something to drop into the show on this, and the only thing I could find <laughs> was this woman who was re-editing the film in, like, the late 70s after Stallone hit it big. And she legitimately looked like somebody who worked in porn marketing. Not like, <laughs> not like porn itself, but like too much makeup, uh, probably made a lot of bad decisions in life, <laughs> and is a little too excited about her job. Yikes. With one of those weird white blouses that have nothing but like the button bloops, so every side view is bra. You know what I'm hey, talking about? Yeah, you got to make a living in San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Side, side boob? All the side boobs? Oh, yeah. It's not even side boob. It's like... Side bra- cleavage. No, it's like bra window. That's really <laughs> what it is. It's like bra window. So I don't know how, how they make shirts where there's just like that much of a, like an air lump in between. It's like... <laughs> well, this left nothing to the imagination. <laughs> in your weird 70s missile bras. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Moving on. Moving on. Yes, Mike, 1974. One of Stallone's first starring roles, The Lords of Flatbush. Tell me something about this room. Well, it's a one and a half carat marquee in a platinum setting. Two baguettes. It's a beauty. No, 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 no. Tell me about it. Oh, $1,600. $16. Hey, Bum Bum, you got something else over there? Say something about the same size. Do you have something like that? Recommended by Mike C, because, of course. Of course it was Mike C. <laughs> I have no idea what this movie is. I, I, no. I did a little bit of research, not enough for me to actually try to, like, find this movie out and watch it. 
Um, apparently, it, this is a, this is one of these movies that kind of inspired uh, Happy Days in a little bit. It's like that 1950s, oh, you know, small-town family. 50s nostalgia. 50s nostalgia in the 70s. Um, where, you know, essentially he just plays an Italian thug. Go figure. Shocking. I know. I don't know much else about that movie, though. And then comes the big one. 1976, we get Rock. No! Uh, what? one. Oh, what did I skip? Death Race 2000. Oh, shit, you're right. You didn't put that on the thing here, so I'm sorry I skipped it. Oh. You missed out. Jesus Christ, I figured we got a free one. Dude, diligence, man. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you had a very, very, very bit part in it. I mean, you made, he, uh, he played Machine Gun Joe Kelly. Yeah. So, and I think he died in, like, the first ten minutes. Actually, no, I think he made it close through the... I've oh, only, that's right, because it was, he was basically chasing down against... Um, against David Carradine. David Carradine, yeah. yes. Character. He was, like, his, name, his main antagonist. Yeah. Oh, God. What a stupid costume he had. Like, seriously, he was wearing a zoot suit in a with a race car. Yeah. With, with a racing helmet. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know. If you're wearing a zoot suit, you don't want anybody to see your face. So you wear the racing helmet. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah, it's it, it's it's Corman that is not so finest. Corman never had a finest. No, that's true. He didn't. <laughs> Teenage caveman. <laughs> All right. So yeah, now can we talk about Rocky? Now we can. All right. Now we can talk about Rocky. Nineteen seventy-six. Rocky. something for me? Yeah, there was some guy here from Miles Juergens looking for you. They need sparring partners for Apollo Creed. Put me on. There's a car. When was it here? About an hour ago. They'll probably look for sparring partners for Creed, you know? I said that before, you dumb dago! You know, I've been coming in for six years, and six years you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know how come. You want to know? I want to know! Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a late breaker to some cheap second-rate loan shark. To live in? It's a waste of life. Stallone was nominated for Best Actor and Best Screenplay. Hmm. So, up, you know, before... It was almost weird this year when he got the Oscar nomination for Creed. It's like, oh, nice of him to see he's finally get his due. We got his due 40 years ago. ago. He's been trying to, you know, he's been trying to get it back ever since then. Yeah. I mean, the thing with with Rocky is it won Best Picture in possibly one of the best years in history for movies. This was the year of Network and um, Chinatown. Oh, wow. Chinatown lost to Rocky? year. This was a big fucking year for movies. How could Chinatown lose to Rocky? Um, Rocky's a, a you are you're going back in for one, aren't you? I am going back in. For All one. right, wow. Because you know what? These Willingly, these, these potato chips are getting worse and worse as I go along. Okay, so you need you need the water to yeah, I need the water to cleanse my palate. Yeah, not, not, the, alcohol. not the alcohol, just yeah. the water. Yes, for those of you who don't know, we are drinking uh, the Budweiser branded Merca beer tonight, or you can watch our pro prologue on uh, YouTube. Yeah, so oof. Sex in a canoe. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Fucking close to water. Oh! 
She said this twice already. Now you're questioning her? Well, All right. It's a little, reference. I'm a, little, I'm a little slow on the uptake. That's okay. So anyway, yes, no. Not, when they talk about the greatness of 1970s cinema, they are primarily talking about 1976. <laughs> yeah. There were so many good movies to come out that year, and the fact that Rocky beat them all to win. I know. I mean, this is. I mean, this is a good. This is. This is an American story. This is. You know, a feel-good story about a guy who had nothing who came up and became went the distance. Yeah, went the distance with the, the heavyweight champion of the world. Hmm. Um, I, when was the last time you guys watched this movie? It's been a while. It's been a long time. The last time I watched it was with the youth group because it was supposed to be a movie about friendship. I think I saw Rocky two more times than I watched Rocky. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, French well, people want to be your friend, really. I, mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it was an excuse to watch Rocky, which I, you know, it was just awful. I think, yeah, I think the last time I saw Rocky was really maybe like five years old in Puerto Rico. My really? Yeah. I own it on DVD. I love Rocky. Really? My, yeah, my, my cousin David puts it this way. We're Italian. So oh, we God. think we think that Rocky is real. Now that's him. That is totally not me. Because I roll is my you, eyes. Is, even your cousin, is your cousin that stereotype from the Eddie Murphy routine about white guys who go watch Rocky and all of a sudden get all tough? No, not really. <laughs> but I'm, 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 I firmly am convinced that my cousin cannot say a bad thing about anything, even if he truly believes that something is bad. <laughs> um, wow. so he's like, my, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, your cousin yeah. is my sister. Yeah, he may as well be. Um, <laughs> Another Italian. But there were a lot of good things about this movie. I mean, the acting is really good, even though, yeah, Stallone is, well, you know, I don't know, you know. I don't know, you know. You know. This is back when he was uh, still somewhat legible. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, his his date scenes. Wasn't Rocky, like, Burgess Meredith's, like, last role or something like that? Well, no, Rocky maybe. three was probably. Well, that was his last time in the Rocky <laughs> movies. But, no, Burgess Meredith died in, like, the late 90s. Did he? Mike. Looking at it. Uh, yep. Yeah. No, Burgess Meredith just always looked old. Mm. Burgess Meredith was 69 years old when he did Rocky. So, Ro uh, Burgess Stallone. Burgess Meredith was 69 years old when he was born. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He's quite youthful in all those Twilight Zone episodes. <laughs> he died in 1997. 97. Okay, yeah. Wow. So, but he was, yeah. Uh, Stallone is older. He was older in, as old as Burgess Meredith was. And Rocky, as he was in Creed. Creed yeah. Mm. That's kind of like when you realize that Mark Hamill is older than Alec Guinness Alec was yeah. in Star Wars. Wow. I know, man. Mind blown. Uh, it all comes back to Star Wars. It always, it always does. does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even like, you know, um, Carl Weathers is Apollo Creed. I mean, that's just the perfect epitome of the, of the guy who's just desperate to, to stay relevant in boxing. Mm, yeah, he beat up everybody, and the whole reason why he brought Rocky in was as a you know a spectacle. He's going to give a, nobody a shot. Right. Well, you th you thought Rocky was just a scrub, right? Exactly. Of him easily. Well, he's not. He wasn't going to go up the whole fifteen rounds. So. Right. And that just that that theme music is so. I mean, I don't get inspired by a lot of stuff. You guys know me well enough to know I don't get inspired by shit. But no, that that song is. Yeah, see, I, I like the end music. Oh, yeah. That I like. I like that one better. I like that one too because you get those classy 70s bongos. 
Yeah, my grandfather was a bongo player. Hey, I did not know that. He wasn't mocking it. He was just saying <laughs> exactly. He gets him pumped up. This is Andy. Yeah, he's not mocking it. Then I question something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm questioning something. Yeah. See, right now I just want to run up steps. <laughs> How many people do you think have actually like dropped dead of heart attacks trying to do like that I'm rocky sorry, run all up? I can, all I can imagine is like a 1978. Trans Am Firebird with this music. Actually, no. <laughs> that song did kind of have like a the seventies rock chick walk. Yeah, yeah so either that or an I rock. Well, then I go to the tour to Stad Thanks and Lost. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just I, I love this movie. I, I do recommend if you haven't seen it in a long time, go back and watch it. I mean, it's just that dirty seventies cinema where you know almost everything takes place on the docks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was, Cinema in the 70s was such a departure from the studio system. Oh, absolutely. Like that. that it became the studio system. Exactly. So, uh, from there, uh, we move to the first sequel, uh, 1979's Rocky Two, which I totally always forget about until I realize that you can't get to one without get you know, game three without game going two. to two, yeah. <laughs> Pretty mad. <laughs> uh, uh, me and Mick, we're gonna try our best. You know. His lungs, he's gonna punch out. Now, who's that? Al Capone? <laughs> I don't sweat you. Look here, look here. A lot of people may not like me, and that's okay. But come November, Apollo Creed will provide the ultimate gala spectacle on Thanksgiving in front of this man's home crowd. I'm gonna drop him like a bad habit. Rocky, your pay for the fight is very substantial. What are you gonna do with the money? Well, the first thing I gotta do is I gotta pay the rent, you know. And then, well, I made this list on the way over. I was just thinking of things to do. I'd like to get a couple of hats and a motorcycle and uh, a couple of quarts of perfume for Adrian. She likes to smell good. And uh, some Muppet toys, you know, Ernie and Big Bird and that. And Frog, what's his name? Kermit or something? Like and uh, I, uh, I thought maybe a statue for the church. And uh, I think a snow cone machine for you, Paul. You like snow cones, don't you? Rocky, got anything derogatory to say about the champ? Derogatory. Yeah. He's great. How about some clowning shots, Apollo? Yeah. Does this look like a circus to you, man? Um, this was essentially... A, I watched this one somewhat recently, and it just kind of reeked to me to be like a fan fiction of what... You know, like, well, you know, Rocky shouldn't have lost in the last fight. And, right. I'm going to rewrite all of that, and then he's going to have sex with a unicorn. <laughs> Yeah, rub, rub that horn. Rub that horn. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rocky. You can do it. So, uh oh, I didn't silence my phone. Maybe you're not. Uh, on you. Yeah, all right, yeah, and Jim will not be able to make it tonight. So, oh well. He got a life or something. He does have a life. Well, something's going on. Okay. Uh, sorry, just running back to him. So yeah, Rob, my, who? Joe, talk about Rocky too. Oh you said you watched it quite a bit. <laughs> no, I said I watched it more than I watched Rocky. Okay. But no, I mean, I did, like I said, it's the first one where he actually wins. And everybody loves a winner. Everyone does love a winner, especially, I mean, when the moral of the story was, at least he made it the distance. Right, the first one, now this one's like, 
Yeah, Fuck he, it, he's gonna win now. He doesn't win. Shit. Yeah, Fuck awesome. him. Um, well, you can't lose two movies in a row. Come on. Well, the way that this one ha- the, the, way, the way that this one happens too, he doesn't win by actual knockout. They both get knocked down. They're he both getting up. He just manages to get up a split. Yeah, in one of those ten counts that lasts like three minutes. Yeah. yeah. One. <laughs> Is this the Kids Bop version of that song? (laughs) (laughs) What version is that? I think Mike knows. Oh. Is this the Muppets version? No, this is Weird Al. Oh, right, the Ryan of the Kaiser. The Ryan of the Kaiser, which I feel like Creed is, because it talks about he's just going to make these movies forever. Yeah. Until he's really old in the back room. Oh, look, he did it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't don't really have a whole lot to say about Rocky Two, other than that it's, it's, it's wish fulfillment. Yeah, the whole movie is wish fulfillment. Still a fun movie. Yeah, I mean... For the most part, up until five, the Rocky movies are actually like there, there's some junky. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> there's some junky fun to that. Oh, especially well, especially four. Four was like oh, four, God, four, four, four is the like guiltiest. Four thing. is no, fantastic. But it's, yeah, but it's so, but it's such a fun crap to watch. It's like you know, it's 1984. You know, it's the mid 80s. Reagan's America. Why not? Yeah. All right, so let's move on to 1982's Rocky Three, which was the first Rocky movie I ever saw. Bad boy, you found me doing real nice, ain't it? You call yourself a fighter? Prove it now. Give me that same chance. The way he's been ducking is the disgrace. If he ain't no coward, why don't he fight me then? I can't listen anymore. This hey, anytime. I don't care what you write. You don't get no shot, and I mean that. I'm glad you people are seeing this here. What are you doing? Because I want to fight this guy. Well, you got him. You fight him without me. What are you saying? It's finished. Yes, I'm finished. I don't want no more. I don't want no more. You understand? None of it. It's over with. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Listen here. Since your old man ain't got no heart, maybe you'd like to see a real man. I bet you stay up late every night dreaming you had a real man, don't you? I'll tell you what. Bring your pretty little self over to my apartment tonight. And I'll show you a real man. You want to? You get out of here! Come on! I think it was the first one I ever saw, too. I saw this in the theater. And I, <laughs> I'll tell you. Here's what Rocky Three has going for it, because it certainly isn't a cohesive storyline. No. Um, it has going for it, and, and on the nostalgia end, it came out in the greatest summer in the 80s for movies ever. Arguably. What, the what, summer what, of 1982 uh, is considered widely to be, arguably, the e. greatest... <laughs> E.T., e. Blade, Blade Runner, Rocky Three, Star Trek Two, um, oh Jesus, the list goes a Tron. Oh yeah, yeah. The list this goes on and on and on. Yeah, was, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you would one, I was gonna say, I was, I, I, one I, would argue eighty four. I'm not argue eighty five. Really? Yeah, it, well, well 80, we are eighty five. Back so. to the Future, The Goonies, Back to the Future, and The Goonies. Yes, after that, there was a lot of other things that we talked about last year. Yeah, yeah. 
This yeah. one is... Was was that the time you got really wrecked on something? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. No, well, no, that was, that was, we had to do that. Is like a, I had to split that episode, actually, because we were at Mike's. And yeah, we were at Mike's, and we went way long. <laughs> I think I was driving, so I couldn't do that. But, um, I mean, so you had that. 19, it was also the Eye of the Tiger movie. Yeah. Yeah, the one that introduced the most inspirational song ever written, ever, ever. <laughs> that doesn't have a Christian overtone to it. <laughs> Um, and who, hey, who can forget Mr. T? Mr. T is Clubber Lang. I pity fool. Fools will be pitied. Yeah, seriously. I mean, there oh, was this before 18 or? Yeah, oh god, yeah. This is what got him noticed. This is what got him 18. Um, he didn't have to do any acting at all. He just oh, had god. to remember that he was being called Clubber Lang and not Mr. T. And he had. And that was a stretch for him. Yeah. This movie also introduced the, uh, the movie going public to Hulk Hogan. Oh, that's right. Thunder Lips. <laughs> Yep, ultimate man against the ultimate meatball. Which now, when you think about it, he was racist all the time, all along. The entire time. He was racist the entire time. Why do we finally wait 40 years for, for that to come happening? That's Gawker. Yeah, Jesus. Now you're owned by him. <laughs> Who's laughing now, dipshit? Six! <laughs> <laughs> this, um, this movie is so much, this is fun, hot garbage. It is. It's, 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 it's okay. Goofy. Everything. In terms of hot garb, fun hot garbage, which do you rank higher, Rocky three or Rocky four? I, Rocky four. I prefer Rocky three over Rocky four. If I have to choose, you are wrong, sir. If I have to choose one Rocky, what are you, a commie? Um, apparently so. Um, Hail Hydra. Um, <laughs> the the thing about this movie is, is that it's just. So many pieces have to fall so neatly into place to make this movie even make sense. Yeah, that's true, yeah. All right, well, let's see. He's got to get complacent. He's got to, uh, you know, Mickey keeps warning him about stuff. Apollo's the nice guy now. Mickey Your dies. Best friend. <laughs> oh, yo, God. That's it. That's it. Mickey, <laughs> Mickey dies on the training table. And... It kind of, it kind of, it kind of undercuts the whole like seriousness of the of the affair of the right when you're all laughing at him going. <laughs> well, the other thing too about this movie is when Apollo tries to whip him into shape, give him the eye of the tiger, yeah. and like they're they're doing all the training montages and stuff like that, and then they're doing that run on the beach, 
and Rocky finally... Oh, no, oh, oh, the gay pass. Oh, my God. Rocky finally beats him, and these guys are in their, their early 80s super short shorts. They're not... <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Glistening. They're not even sweating. They're glistening on the beach. Rocky beats Apollo... <laughs> they embrace, and I swear to Christ, I thought they were going to make love on the beach right there. Super slow-mo? So, yeah, yeah, super slow-mo. So, okay, so with that in mind, the beach scene in Rocky Three or the volleyball scene in Top Gun? Well, the volleyball scene in Top Gun is, is far gayer because there's more guys involved with it. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No, no, exactly. Um, yeah, this, I love it, but... <laughs> There's so much, there is so much that you can just sit there and make fun of and still say, well, of course, I'm, if it's on TV, I'm going to watch it. Well, it's Iron the Tiger. Exactly. Which is weird hearing it in its original version. <laughs> like, they, the, you know how they do that. You know, they, they record the actual, like, version. Right. The one that goes on the album after they've made the movie. Mm-hmm. That version is so weird. <laughs> it's seriously so underproduced. Um, all right, so that does bring us to Joe, Rocky Four. Rocky Four, yeah, baby. The movie that my mom almost got us kicked out of. Oh, I must break you. Champion. Push the stretcher. Somebody sent for us again. What a bruise. For God's sake. What started out as a joke has turned out to be a disaster. Queen appears to be in very serious condition. It's the men of die. It's a bitch. It's a bitch. It's fun. It's awesome. It's so craptastically awesome. It is the 80s. Condensed into <laughs> an hour and forty-five minutes. This is what sure. people when you when you talk about the eighties. This is what people think about the eighties when you're talking about yep. the eighties. The ro- you know the robot that that falls in love with Polly. Um, <laughs> James Brown coming out, you know, ascending from the heavens to sing in America. <laughs> Probably got like the stank on the back of his hand from the last woman he had to slap. <laughs> Because it's James Brown. Come on, let's let's, let's be honest. With yeah, ourselves. let's not polish this turd anymore. But um, oh god, and just the, the training montage. This is, it, it is. It's eight. It's the eighties. The, the Survivor <laughs> training montage. Now, do you remember which Survivor song it was? Oh, I do. Fuck. I want to check with Catherine's on the trust. Do you remember which one it was? We've gone over this. I was metaphorically held down by a priest to watch the first one. You think I watched any of those? Oh, that's true. All right. Oh, 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 boom. Just about to burst. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because there's like, um, there's like three other Survivor songs that I always think are the one in the movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always Burning Heart. It's always Burning Heart. It hasn't changed. It's always been Burning Heart. But <laughs> oh, it's that, like, oh, uh, synth, oh, that synth driving. Oh, yeah. yeah that's ooh. I'm high on yeah, you know it's like it's either I'm high on you or the uh, the one with the original lead singer. Can you feel me tremble when we touch? I love that song actually. That song I love. That yeah. might actually be my favorite Survivor song. Um, 
Oh, God, with the training montage where Rocky is doing it old school, you know, carrying logs on his back yeah. through the snow, uphill, well, both ways. Well, I think Drago gets the juice. Yeah, you know how you know it's steroids? Because they have a close-up of the syringe, and then there's always, like, that little squirt. <laughs> Just that little squirt of clear liquid, like, oh, got excited, sorry. <laughs> Oh my god! And they, like they're measuring the, the impact oh, of it. Yeah, yeah of course. Because like, that, like super, they're like making a super soldier out of him. Yeah. Oh god! And then the the, the fight. I know. It, it, you know what the funny thing is that Rocky lasted long enough for Ivan not to turn him into mincemeat the first two <laughs> rounds. God damn it, if you're not shitting bald eagles after watching that movie, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing. You, you know, Rocky can punch, he can move. R- Ivan's just punch, punch. Ivan is... The- he is America, damn it. Rocky's America. Yeah, I- Ivan essentially is Colossus from um from the X-Men. From the X-Men. Rocky is Captain America. No, Rocky... <laughs> I like to prefer Rocky is Deadpool. Yeah. Well, no, he's unkillable. You can't kill Rocky. Deadpool has a better vocabulary. A little wittier. Yeah. Alright, so that moves us on to. Alright. I would say show of hands, but this is an audio show. So, um. <laughs> Who's seen Rocky Five? Nope. nope. After four, I just I you, cut myself. You, I, I cleaved myself after the after the perfection that was Rocky Four. I just I couldn't. <laughs> I Rocky Four. I mean Rocky Five. First of all, is the only Rocky movie to not make any money. Did not make money. Really? How do you fuck up a Rocky film? And I have the answer by not, <laughs> by not having him fight a commie. He's not fighting. Really, he's he's only fighting life. Um, <laughs> life and old age. Isn't Rocky Five the one where he's got his, his son? Yeah. Um, what happens is it takes place immediately after four, where he starts getting like convulsions and stuff like that after getting you know getting his ass handed to him and then being applauded by Gorbachev <laughs> in Rocky Four. Um, so he decides to retire. And then he finds out that all of his money has been mismanaged. So now they're broke and living back in uh, in Philadelphia. You know, you know, it's perfect that this movie came out in 1990. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like Def Leppard realizing that Nirvana's right behind him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Def Leppard, they, the, the, the issue with Def Leppard wasn't so much that Nirvana was behind him. It was that, that uh, Steve Clark was like, guys, I have a little trouble breathing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. Um... <laughs> But rest in, rest in peace, Steve. Steve. You were awesome. Seven. <laughs> he. Th- so essentially, oh god! All right, there we go. For three. Mark, no, that's, no, that's, right. that's, that's, that's number two. Oh. Yeah. He put his dead soldier on top of mine. Oh, okay. The um, the thing with this movie now is that he's got to manage a brash newcomer named Tommy Gunn Morrison. Uh, who, by the way, is real life. famous for lasting ten minutes, ten seconds against Mike Tyson. I think so. No, that was no. Pete McNeely. Pete McNeely was the local boy who. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Tommy Morrison or Tommy Guns. Um, it actually is Tommy Morrison. 
Tommy Morrison's claim to fame was that he claimed to be a relation of John Wayne. Yeah. Uh, he was a horse's ass. The character in the movie is a horse's ass. I mean, seriously, it's like... Let's say it wasn't a stretch. If it weren't for the fact this movie is all about boxers, you would have found a guy with the per most perfectly punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he, he learns from Rocky and then betrays Rocky so he can go with the Don King type. Because it was 1990, after all. <laughs> and the movie Don King, man, yeah! And the movie ends in a street fight. Okay, blast off, roll, and silver. And now, El Andy, flippers ain't flipping. El Andy. Hey, that machine cost me a fortune. Yeah, well, it cost me a fortune, too, you know. Rocky yeah. Balboa. What the hell was that? Rocky Balboa, there's a man out here wishing to speak with you. Rocky Balboa. Rocco, you know who that is, huh? Yeah, I know who that is. Oh, Rocky, you need some help? No, guys, ain't no pie in contest. Oh, look what's in the street. Yo, Tommy, what are you doing here? You ought to be out there uh, celebrating, right? Man, I'm challenging you to a fight. Anytime, place, anywhere. Fight? That's right. You're coming down here with these people asking me if I want to throw hands with you? Is that what this is about? Yeah, that's what it's about. And I ain't nobody's robot. Nobody's boy. Now you're accepting the challenge or you're yellow. Hey, he has no clips. Come on, Rock. Rocky doesn't even hit the ring. He just beats up. I mean, seriously. You just look at the two, and you know that this, this guy is so outmatched by a, what are we, what are we going to say, about 45-year-old Sylvester Stallone at this point? Yeah. Yeah, in around. Uh, the, the, the tragedy of this movie also is that they got the original director back to direct it. Oh, oh Stallone? John, John, uh, John G. Avildsen. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he did the first one, and then Stallone did two, three, uh, he's, and he did the next one after this. Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. But yeah, five is, it, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's a completest thing. I can't, well, I kind of figured Rocky Five will, you, I, I remember at the time, like you said, it didn't make money. Pretty much everybody thought this was the end of pretty much Stallone's career. They thought they, this was. He yeah, wanted they, to kill Rocky at that point, right. and, and the studio's like, no, Rocky doesn't die. You can't kill Rocky. Told you, Deadpool. But, so, I mean, they, they went 16 years before Rocky Balboa. Yeah, out. exactly. Um, and you know, the thing, I remember the, 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 the tagline for Rocky, for Rocky Five, rather. Get this. This is inspirational. Go for it. <laughs> is this before Nike's Just Do It? I think so. I don't even know. I just remember, this was a big one in the video store I worked at. <laughs> do you Rocky Five? Uh, yeah, I do. do you, are you sure you don't want to watch a better movie? <laughs> <laughs> you got Rocky Four at all? Careful, Andy. Your snob is showing. That's hey, it always does. <laughs> I'll zip up. Um. <laughs> all right, and yes, sixteen years later, we actually get a good Rocky movie. Never seen Rocky. I haven't seen Rocky Balboa. You haven't, Catherine? No, that's true. Never mind. <laughs> Why do I ask these things? We had okay. this conversation. We had this conversation last year about the movie. It's it's an interesting take because it is utter horseshit. Um, this is the one with his son, right? This is the one. Well, the one with his real son was Rocky Five. Uh, okay. Sage Stallone played Robert Rocky Jr. in Five. Mm -hmm. Sage was not an actor. No. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia from mm -hmm. Heroes. 
played him in um right played him in this movie in in Balboa. He did a couple episodes on Gotham, and that's really all I've seen him in. Um, it actually is a really good movie because it really humanizes him and makes you know this this old has been who now only has his memories to cling to. He doesn't have his wife anymore. Adrian's dead. Adrian died. Adrian's dead. Yeah. Talk about the present. But the whole movie is predicated on ESPN running a a video game simulation of all the greatest champs in boxing history, like through a tournament, and who would end up facing each other. And it was Rocky and this guy called Mason the Line Dixon. Oh, for the love of Who should, you know, again, I, I said this last year, uh, it, it does bear repeating, that 10 years later, if this guy was based on Mayweather, he would have been the biggest piece of human sewage. <laughs> Like, in this movie. Yeah. And he actually comes across as being a nice guy, but, you know, spoiler alert, folks, they go the distance. 60-year-old Rocky goes, well, like, a 28-year-old boxer. Wasn't George Foreman keep going until he was, uh... George Foreman was, like, maybe 50. Oh, okay. That was over 20 years ago when he, he had his right, comeback yeah. fight and won the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, How the hell did that happen? <laughs> Well, boxing boxing hasn't been the same since. Yeah, no, 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 boxing is dead. Yeah, but boxing only exists in Rocky movies but, but, now. But, but the uh, Mayweather and uh, Pacquiao He's battle, a fraud. right? May, Mayweather, oh, Jesus, a fraud. Uh, yeah, Mayweather, May, May, yeah, exactly. Did you ever see the uh, Mike Tyson the, the parody of Mike Tyson's uh, Punch Out? Yes, that was uh, Floyd Mayweather Punch Out, yeah. and it's like you had to agree to all these these insane things before you're even allowed to play the game. <laughs> have to fight at uh, at the MGM. You have to um, submit to random uh, drug testing at Mayweather's behest. Uh, there's like there's like five things, and if you say no, the game's over. <laughs> so, all right, and that brings us to last year's. I'll say triumph. Yeah, Creed. This is taken from the tenth round, of the first fight, right? Good call. How'd you know that? I heard about a third fight between you and Apollo. Behind closed doors. That true? How'd you hear about that? Who won? It's kind of a secret. What'd you say your name was? Don. Okay. Well, so the girl said you wanted to talk about something? Yeah, I want to talk to you about training me. Training? <laughs> I don't do that stuff no more. Sorry about that. Listen, it's getting kind of late, kid, so I'm going to uh, close up. How good was he? Apollo, yeah, he was great. He's a perfect fighter. Ain't nobody ever better. So how'd you beat him? Time beat him. Time, you know, takes everybody out. It's undefeated. Anyway, I got a lot. So when Mickey died, he came and talked to you, right? Taught you how to quit him. Took you to L.A. Trained you. Brought you back. How do you know all this? How do you think? Were you like a cousin? He's my father. I, I literally finished watching it about 10 minutes before I came over here. I haven't watched it yet, but it's wicked, wicked. It is very, very good. It, honestly, I, I'm not saying this because I wish death upon anybody, 
But if Stallone had dropped dead immediately after filming this movie, it would have been the best thing for his career. First of all, he would have won the Oscar. He would have, um, he would have gotten the Heat Ledger Bolt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. But secondly, this was a way to end a career. Mm. Jesus Christ. He is so... He, he is better as Rocky Balboa in this movie than he is in it would have, any of the other six movies we talked about. Actually would have, you're right. It would have capped off because he was riding high. He, he was still riding high from the Expendables. The sex, so sex on the, the Expendables. Yeah. Mm. And this would have been just the perfect capper. Yeah. Bookend. Mm. Rocky and Rocky. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, had he won the Oscar, I thought that I thought that would have been a nice little career achievement. I think he would have died on stage if he had won the Oscar. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, now he's doing, like, you know, he has Ratchet and Clank above that as a credit, so. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, um, this movie, though, it is so worth watching. It is Even very, if you're not a good. boxing fan, Michael B. Jordan is so good. Mm. Well, here, I mean, I hear... Ryan Coogler is such a good director. Ryan Coogler is a great yeah, director. Yeah. Black yeah. Panther. Oh, yeah. There was only one scene I, in, it, in it that I was kind of iffy about. He, he has this, like, one big batch that kind of, like, introduces him to the world. And the entire film is kind of, like, shot, again, over the, over the shoulder mm-hmm. of his opponent. And it kind of switches. And it's an over shoulder of him. And it, it, it kind of took me out of the film a little bit. But he did it much more conventional for like a big fight at the end, and is very, very well done. Yeah, um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It, it definitely that's a showbox view of anything. Mm. Um, plus, uh, his his girlfriend in that. Yeah, that's gonna be Valkyrie. In, uh, is Thor, she in yes. Thor? Um, yep. In Ragnarok, right? Thor Ragnarok. Cool. Wow. Yeah, the whole mo- and Stallone is actually going to be in Guardians too. Did you just switch to a, a Midwest accent for a second there? No, I didn't. I had something in my teeth. I had something in my teeth. Yeah, it's America. It's talking. It's America beer. Speaking in tongues to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wall. Oh, it's it's ten more feet, Mexico. That's right. We gotta go see a Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. So. Moving away from the Rocky movies, if we can, um, recommended by Mike C, 1981 brought us Victory. Oh, this is the soccer one with Michael Caine. And Pele. Pele, yeah. Pele, who couldn't speak a lick of English. Yeah. Even, <laughs> though, he was, even yeah. though he was playing in New York. Yeah. At the time. This was... I, I, I've only seen parts of this movie because it was on... It was so heavily promoted on HBO. Yes, but that's when, right. I was a kid... When I was a kid, I would see these movies, especially, you know, remember those big cable guides you used to get? With, yeah. You know, coming up next month. Yeah. It's like, I, that movie came out last year. I don't ever remember that movie being in the theater. <laughs> and that was like, this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I really haven't seen it. I read a little trivia on it, I guess. Stallone was the goalie, and because his star was rising at the time, he demanded that he kick the winning goal. <laughs> Of course. If you know anything, goalies don't kick anything goalies. about they soccer. They ended up making a penalty point, so we'd still get the uh, the thing. But yeah, no, an elite Nazi team of soccer players <laughs> wouldn't yeah. be able to stop a goalie from kicking a ball from one end of the field to the other. Yeah, no. sure. I call bullshit. Yep, Schultz. I don't know that thing. <laughs> All right, this bumps away now. Um, recommended by our friend Bill McCarthy. Of course, I, why am I not surprised that Billy was the one who recommended this? Nighthawks. 
This is the first of the Stallone cop movies. I have never well, seen this movie. Trying to be serious. Trying to be serious in a couple of movies. Do you know what his first movie he directed was? No. A movie called Paradise Isle, uh, Alley. Oh God. I have no idea what it's about. None. I remember. I do remember Nighthawks because the only thing I remember about it is the scene in the um, that tram yeah. thing and Rucker Howard and that was about it. Oh, Rucker, Rucker Howard. Right? Yeah, not Wingshauser. Rucker uh, Howard. I always get those two mixed up. Was it yeah. Wings House or was it Rucker Howard? It was Rucker Howard. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I casted the seeds of doubt. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. It was Wings. No, wait, no. Rutger, yeah, yeah. It, it was Rutger Wings. <laughs> <laughs> or Wings Howard. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah. Um, I have no, I can't really speak with any authority about this. I'm no. sure it's, it's, a, it's a typical 1981. <laughs> Super darkly lit action movie. Where he's a cop with a heart of gold. In eighty in early eighties New York. Yeah, okay. That's all you need to know. Where the drug dealers out, outnumber the civilians five to one. one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not one of them is a racist portrayal of anybody. <laughs> no, 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 not one. <laughs> and no one's got a gun. <laughs> All right, and that brings there was like literally nothing to note actually um, in 1982 except for one movie, which brings us into our next series of films, the Rambo series, ah. starting with 1982's First, First Blood, Blood, which is a good goddamn movie. Oh, it, 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 it you're right, it was so good, and Stallone did such a good. You know, a lot of a lot of Stallone's career is marked by moments where he, he shows a lot of potential as an actor. Yeah. And then he comes up with Rock, Rambo 2. And, and Rambo 3. And, and Rambo what 3. he does is he norbits himself. Right. Pretty much. He has these great roles. And then all of a sudden, they just they just kind of go away. And, and, and it's funny because even though it's the first Rambo movie, yeah. it's the most un-Rambo movie there is. When, yeah. you can, when you compare it to the, uh, the rest of the series. Actually, Steve brought this up about Stallone's career. Stallone's career is best described as a man with clear acting and writing chops that really wishes he didn't have them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I completely agreed with that line. Yeah, what do you want me to do? You know, you want me to actually act on this stuff? Oh, wait, nerd. <laughs> so, so it, I, I haven't seen this one yet. So, in First Blood, does he slit anybody's throat and then they explode? No. No. Then how this is, this, was actually, this was actually a pretty s serious look at what happens with vets with PTSD. Right. And, yeah. I mean, this was, if you really think about it, this movie is really visionary, especially... This is now. an anti-war movie. Right. Especially, is, especially now with all the talk about how do we treat vets when they come home from war and with PTSD and mental health issues. This movie was way, way ahead of its time. Yeah. And then he comes up with Rambo 2, and we gotta yeah. make up for Vietnam. Exactly. That's the thing, is that this Rambo misses the point of First Blood. Right. <laughs> it really, truly does. It's, you know, because with First Blood, they actually explain that, oh yeah, who are you? I'm the man who created John Rambo. I have a possessed God in heaven to make a man like Rambo. God didn't make Rambo. I made him. Who the hell are you? Sam Trotman. Colonel Samuel Trotman. Look, we're a little busy this morning, Colonel. What can I do for you? I've come to get my boy. Your boy? I recruited him. I trained him. 
I commanded him in Vietnam for three years. I'd say that makes him mine. I wonder why the Pentagon would send a full bird colonel down here to handle this. The Army thought I might be able to help. <laughs> well, I don't know in what way. Rambo's a civilian now. He's my problem. I don't think you understand. I didn't come here to rescue Rambo from you. I came here to rescue you from him. And I made him into a killing machine. And you just broke his mind. Yeah, well, let's not, let's not forget. Brian Dennehy is the main villain. Exactly. And he's oh, a great villain. Oh, he's a great villain. He's <laughs> such a pain in the ass sheriff. You know, local law. I don't think there's ever a movie where he's not a pain in the ass local law. Well, I like the fact. I like the fact too that that that's essentially what breaks John Rambo. Small town local law. <laughs> it's just, you know a bunch of just bumpkins who are just lucky enough to have their badges that just decide to prod the uh, local crazy person. <laughs> this is breakthrough. Oh, actually, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's such a good movie. If you get the chance, watch it. It is wicked good. All right, and then that brings us to Rambo: First Blood Part Two, nineteen eighty-five, the year of God. This, this movie. <laughs> like I said, it's like, you know what? You know how you said Rambo Two is wish fulfillment? Yeah. Oh, Rocky Two. So is Rambo. Rambo Two is wish fulfillment for the entire country over Vietnam. What did I tell you last year? One of the first lines in the movie when he's being given the assignment is, "You ready to win this time?" Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I know that, you know, Vietnam is a sticking point to a lot of people, but that is just like, okay, one man is going to go in and murder a whole bunch of Vietnam uh, Vietnamese people to get these POWs that apparently have been there for, what, 10 years by then? At, oh, at least 10 years. We, we, when did we pull out of that? 75. 75. Okay, so at least 10 years. So these are the guys that were probably just like, oh, hey, we get to go home. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so, so, and they all look great, by the way. None of these guys looked like they were in captivity for no, 10 years. No, they weren't Captain Bamboo. Uh, so in 1985, cases. Sylvester Stallone redeems Vietnam. In 1986, he, he destroys communism. No, in 85, he also redeems communism. He, he destroys communism, too, because Rocky IV came out the same year as Rambo. No, uh, 1986 was Rambo. 86? 86 was Rambo. It's on your... No, 85 was Rambo First Blood Part 2. Oh, 86 yeah. is Rocky Actually, Ford. I made a mistake. That is 85. Okay. It was the tail end. It, I think it came out the same uh, week yeah. as uh, Santa Claus in the movie. Yeah. So you can, literally, you can literally say that during 1985, Sylvester Stallone was America. He was America. He was America. He was America. Why? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why are you waving me get my phone now? I can do this. <laughs> Oh, that's your own fault, man. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. sorry. I, just put, I put it down for a second. There we go. Yeah. Come on, let, let's do this thing. So, so, in 1985, Sylvester Stallone was Morica. Fuck yeah. There we go. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. feel better now? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, cool. I do, thank you. You're welcome. All right. So, yeah. God, Rambo. It, it's not a whole lot I can say other than the disparity between the two posters. Because they have him in the same pose. You know, they get, like, Stallone looking, like, vacant, doing that, you know, thousand-yard stare. In First Blood, it's just, like, a regular, like, rifle. And then in friggin' Rambo, it's a rocket launcher. (laughs) (laughs) Why did he get the explosive-tipped arrows? Uh, He makes those, I think. Because I know about those because I watch UHF. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look on Andy's face! 
It just keeps coming back, doesn't it? It keeps <laughs> coming back to Weird Al, doesn't it? He's so easy to make fun of. But I know he, he is. is. He's a great singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's walking up on the guy, and the guy's unloading on him. Walking up on the guy, drawing the bow, and then he's like three feet away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rambo 3, or as I like to call it, Rambo single-handedly starts Al-Qaeda. Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, this was around the time of the Afghanistan War, yeah. Is it? He, he was assisting the Mujahideen. Yep. Yeah, he may have been helping out Osama bin Laden. Here's the thing. He was working for Charlie Wilson? Yes. Wow. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I called him What? <laughs> we had this conversation last year for the same movie, and you brought up Charlie Wilson's war like three times. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. No, that's okay. <laughs> we'll move on to the Muppets after we're done talking to Rambo. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is another wish fulfillment movie because at this point right now, anybody who the Russians were siding with, you right. they were immediately bad guys, you know. And that's the thing is that the, the, the main villain in this movie is a Russian. Actually, in fact, in Rainbow Two, the the guy who's like leading the army uh, force, the, the Vietnamese, yeah, it's, it's the dude from um, Beverly Hills Cop, Victor Maitland. Oh, he played every bad guy. He, he, every bad guy. Every eighties bad guy movie up until Die Hard was uh, was Victor. Yeah, Victor Maitland. Yeah. Um, After Die Hard, it was Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. There's not a whole lot to say about this movie other than he just he it literally looks like he's on horse steroids. <laughs> <laughs> he kills a whole lot of people. Single-handedly. Yep. Oh, and speaking of killing a whole lot of people, 2008's Rambo. Now, if there was a sacrifice I made for this show, it was watching this fucking movie. I didn't even, I didn't even know they came out with a, a yeah. fourth one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I actually thought it was called... Wasn't it originally going to be called John Rambo? Yeah, it was going to be called John Rambo. And no, they thought just, that John... You know, calling John Rambo was weak. Let me guess. He goes into Iraq. No. No. He's, he's actually in Myanmar, probably um, hiding out because he did, you know... Start Al Qaeda. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. That has nothing to do against with the crimes against humanity. Yeah. No. So when did they, you know, sweep into Osama bin Laden's office and see a big old poster of Sly Stallone on the wall? <laughs> our, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> yeah. What happened with this? With, with this was that he's he's in Burma, you know, now known Myanmar, um, and he runs like uh, he, he does like ferry services and stuff. And this, of course, these, these Christian missionaries are trying to like deliver medicine and. And food to the poor there, and he, you know, he's telling them what it's a war zone and all that. You know, the, 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 the head missionary acts like a total douchebag, but the but the woman convinces him, and then they end up in uh, they end up there, and then they all end up practically getting slaughtered. No, really. And then John Rambo and his um his team of foul mouthed British uh, mercenaries. Three of them, by the way. He wasn't going to do it alone. You need three other guys to help with this. So you want me take to... down an entire Burmese army? So you want me to sneak over there and blow up that little shack? Fucking <laughs> that, man! Fucking I. Fuck. I seriously, it's got it's uh, Graham McTavish. Oh God! Was, uh, yeah, you're, you're familiar with him from The Hobbit, right? Yeah, yeah. And Outlander. Yeah, he's in it. He's the foul mouth Brit. Of course. Uh, this movie playing against type. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This movie is such a fantasy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's taking like those, you know, those those truck mounted heavy artillery yeah. machine guns and he like pulls one off and like puts it into a tree and is like shooting people with it. 
The trivia said that he was actually going to hold it up and shoot right. with it, but he didn't have the mobility to swing around all that much. <laughs> because if you're going to suspend re- um, reality on one end, you're not legally allowed to do it on the other. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, this this is just... I, I think I read that for every minute of this movie, two and a half people are killed. Oh, my God. That's a lot of death. There's a lot of people getting blown to bits. I wonder if it has a higher death count than um, Hot Shots Part 2, though. <laughs> I don't know. What's the death count on... <laughs> I just remember this one scene in Hot Shots. He's like taking machine guns, he's just shooting, blowing down people. They have a counter, like, you know, worse than uh, Rambo for the Blood. Where's the rainbow for second blood? The bloodiest movie ever! <laughs> Go back and watch that. Alright, Catherine. Tell us about Sean when he visited the Muppets. <laughs> well, he was really funny. And he did stuff. He did stuff. He did stuff. He thought he was funny, so he decided to do comedies. Oh, I, I, ripped, I ripped that piece of audio for you. <laughs> oh, this one? Yeah. Did you do that, Bird in a Gilded Cage? Uh, no, I just did. I just do one. <laughs> I say I'll bite you. And I'll say I'll beat you. I'll say I'll beat you. And I say I'll eat you. Bite you. Beat you. Bite you. Eat you. Let's pull the whole thing off. I say Augustus. And I say Augustus. And I say Quovaris. And I say we go. Augustus. Augustus. Quovaris. We go. Let's go. Hold the whole thing off. We're gonna make this look good, alright? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, Salon of the Gladiator. Against the lion. <laughs> and the lion is, uh, yep, there they go. putting up their dukes. Lion tries to sneak away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no really all that good at broad comedy, you know. I think, he, he's, uh, he, I think he's really good at broad comedy. Yeah. He's not very good at subtle comedy. Yeah, no, subtle, no, no. Subtlety is not, is not in this, in the, not his forte. So... You mean I gotta go big? No, no, settle it small. So small. Small. You mean big? No, I'm small. small. No, 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 big. He does things big. John, uh, slide, just, just go big. Yeah, now they're, now they're singing, uh, let's call the whole thing off. Sort of. Oh my god, you can tell that's, that's like pre-steroid. Oh yeah. Actually looks like a human being. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, somewhat lack of definition. Yeah, like, well, like, his veins are actually in his arm. Yeah, there's that. Now. Thank you for indulging me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You um, now we have to indulge, um, Joe, we have to indulge your wife. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe she brought this up. Rhinestone. Like a rhinestone cowboy. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> this movie is Pygmalion for, for the hillbilly and the homunculi set. <laughs> All I saw was I pulled it up and it was Rhinestone with Sly Stallone and Dolly Parton. And I was yep. like, all right, done. <laughs> I've seen all I need to see. Yeah. That's what, the only thing I know about the movie is the song and that's it. Yeah. 
Essentially, Dolly bets a uh, her manager, her sleazy manager, her sleazy, of course, sleazy manager. Can't ha- you can't have a manager unless he's sleazy. <laughs> um, that she can turn any like Jamoke into a country and western singer. Ah, that Jamoke is Stallone. Stallone is the Jamoke. God. And the thing is, is that I, I I have never seen this movie, but I did listen to the uh, How Did This Get Made on this. It's like, he's not a good singer. <laughs> he just does not. They, if this was a challenge to get her out of her contract with her sleazy manager, she failed miserably. Yeah. She, she ended up sleeping with the manager. <laughs> yeah. Another one of those movies that like lasted maybe a week in the theater and then was on HBO immediately afterwards. <laughs> oh god. As soon as the first weekend came out and they they're starting negotiations with HBO. <laughs> like, okay, HBO, we'll give you this much money. For that for that movie, no, we gotta we gotta take more. Lower. <laughs> and it's gonna be playing Tuesday night at one o'clock in the morning. Some idiot will be up. <laughs> they always are. They'll either be drunk or high. Either way, they'll probably enjoy the movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, that brings us to the crown jewel of crappy Stallone movies. Really? Which one? Well, one one of them. Meet the Cure. 1986's Cobra! (laughs) Wrong series, Andy. (laughs) Oh, my God. I went back. I rewatched this movie. That is such a mindfuck. That movie is so out there. I mean, seriously, nothing about this movie makes any sense at all. It's like, it's either made by a filmmaker who really wanted to make a stylish action movie, or was making fun of directors who make stylish action movies. I mean, the the cutting's all over the place. I mean, they're like, they're showing like the city of of, of Los Angeles, and then they're showing the cult of uh, serial killers, who are like, just dudes. You know, some guys are wearing suits, some guys are wearing t-shirts, you know, some guys are wearing like that. Right, there's no, like, uniformity. That biker combo. And they're all, like, hands in the air with, like, two axes just ding, 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 in unison. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, there was so much to talk about this movie now that I have uh, I've watched it through fresh eyes. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen it in a while, so I, I don't, I'd have to watch it again. Well, first of all, he never takes his glasses or his gloves off pretty much at all throughout the entire movie. It takes place in Los Angeles. 
And he never takes his friggin' leather <laughs> duster off either. The sepia toned Los Angeles. Oh no, it is just it is just like greasy. <laughs> it looks like they rub the lens with ham. It's a Diane Sawyer filter. Oh god, it's just it's just such a it is nothing makes sense. Now no, no, that's why I say it's a mindfuck. You're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, because, I mean, you would think that, you know, the, the typical either, you know, I gotta catch this killer or I have to catch this drug lord thing. That That's usually what these movies are about. And this is like, you no, know, there's a cabal of serial killers who, you know, they, they find the one guy who can thwart them and they all, like, sloppily go to try to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> like, all at once... But you know, they're just all on motorcycles, shooting wildly at their, you know, with their guns. <laughs> but hey, it's got Brigitte. It does. Have, oh God, Brigitte Nielsen in her only attractive role. Yep. <laughs> Do you know who directed this film? George P. Cosmatos. Do you know who else he directed? He directed Rambo and George Tombstone. And Rambo: First Blood Part Two. That's true. He, this, he directed Tombstone. Yeah. God damn, Tombstone's a good movie. Tombstone is an awesome movie. Here's the thing, though. Popular. Popular consent says that Stallone actually directed this movie. Okay. Yeah. This is at the height of his powers. He was originally going to do uh, Beverly Hills Cop. And oh, he God. didn't like the humor in it. So he essentially took the story that he wanted to do and turned it into this. Got it. It, uh, yeah. God damn. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, here's some Here's some interesting trivia about it. All right, Cobra, another surprise hit out of canon that financed over the top, another colossal disaster out of canon. Speaking of canon... You know what? I was going to say, it wasn't the 80s, or it wouldn't be an 80s movie, action movie, if it didn't have canon mm. in the front. If you have not seen Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> the story of canon, you need to, like, pause this podcast now and listen to it. <laughs> I watch it. It is. It's a fun movie. Oh my! Oh my God! You want to talk can, about bananas? All I can picture is executives snorting coke off the asses of thousand dollar night prostitutes. Well, they got started first in like, you know, like soft core stuff, like Sylvia Crystal stuff. Shocking! It's like okay, so the movies essentially were they bring Sylvia into a room, and the way that Menachem Golem would, would say is like, <laughs> all right, she come in the room, and she fuck. She leave room, she go in another room, she fuck, she go in another room. <laughs> she got nice titties. She got nice titties. <laughs> but yeah, the drugs fueled everything. Oh, God, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so Steve also brought up his favorite bit of trivia is how Menachem Golem cut the runtime, hoping that more showings in the day would equal a bigger box office take than Top Gun. Oh. <laughs> this movie, wow. This movie comes in at a tidy 87 minutes. <laughs> So it's, it's not a crap, but it's short crap. That's the thing. If you wow. can't get your... You, you've got issues in your movie if you can't get it above 90 Nine minutes. minutes. Yeah. Um, apparently it was over two hours long, and it was rated X for violence. Wow. Yeah, which I'll just have to say. I'm, I'm not thinking there's going to be an ultimate edition of this one. No, no. Cobra. Uh, ultimate edition. Yeah, no, God, oh, this movie. And that, that doesn't... Unrated. Now, Joe, maybe you didn't bring up his car. Oh, his 49 Mercury? 49 Phantom, yeah. Looked like the Munsters Mobile. Actually, no, it looked more like the original Batmobile. <laughs> like, 
from the 1940s the only reason, serials. The only, the only reason I watched the movie in the first place because I thought the car was kick ass. <laughs> yeah, I especially liked it too when he's, um, you know, harassing those Latino kids <laughs> who are doing nothing wrong, <laughs> by the way. Um, and then he like racial profiling. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Hey, that's bad for your health. What? Me. And then he, like, rips the shirt off, like, and they show the kid's wire, and you're like, oh, maybe he's an informant. And then you realize, oh, no, he just, he just got the kid killed. That's just the kid, that, that's just the actor's mic. What's your problem, my You touched my car, man. Get him, Mando, what are you? Get him, Mando. Get him, Mando. Get him, Mando. Yeah, they they handled that not at all racist, racistly. No, um, it debuted at number one spot. On the, 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 the fifteen minutes that they cut out, or the, the forty five minutes they cut out, fifteen minutes of that was explaining why those kids were actually bad. Probably. <laughs> well, isn't it obvious? Yeah, there's no, yeah, they're, they're, they're speaking in Spanish and listening to Gloria Estefan. <laughs> come on, come on, baby. Do the oh my again. god, that, that's <laughs> another thing about this movie. <laughs> Is the soundtrack to this movie? Really? Like, like they, they took like five really shitty B versions of other people's better songs. <laughs> Besides, and threw them in there. It's the kids' bop version. Constantly. You know who does the last song in this movie? Frank Stallone doesn't appear in this movie at all. But he sings. No, he doesn't. Does Not he? in this one. Well, which one that was? No, no. He well, he did um, "Sing Alive," which Stallone oh, appeared in. Right. My, you know, very quickly. No, John Crafferty and the Beaver Brown Band finished off this movie. Providence's own. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. I seriously recommend this movie to everybody. Lisa, thank you for bringing this one up, even though last year's show really re recommended it to us. <laughs> oh, my God. The way he packed his gun, too. He didn't have a holster. It went straight in the front, front. with the white pearl handle with the cobra on it. It's like he's showing off his dick every single time he's walking into it. A... He's fondling it. It's, just, it's there. It's just this freaking gun. <laughs> hey, you know, this is my piece. <laughs> this is my other piece. <laughs> I gotta walk weird if I'm, like, favoring the left on one, so I use the other one to go right. So, uh... <laughs> so bad. Oh, and that only brings up the worst. Oh, yeah. And this is 1987. Worse. This is the worst. No, actually, yeah. I can think of one thing worse. What's that? On Rotten Tomatoes, Cobra has a higher score than Fan Stick. That's bad. <laughs> that is bad. That is wicked bad. 1987 brought us our, our love again for uh, arm wrestling movies, suggested by <laughs> um, Mark Elliott and Pete Duxworth. 1987's Over the Top. Currently available on Netflix, Street. That is the only Stallone movie available on Netflix. Other than Ants. No, and Ants, Spy right. Kids 3. Oh, yeah, that's right. Actually, most of the Stallone movies aren't aren't on any streaming service. No, I, I, looked, thing, up I, Voodoo, I looked up on Voodoo, Hulu, and... Yeah, I was trying to do my homework. I, I went them. to the library. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, no, there isn't a the whole sad thing. part is I probably have it on VHS somewhere. You know, actually, <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't going to dig it up and I wasn't going to try to hook up my 
There are a whole yeah, bunch. VR. You're actually, believe it or not, the, and this is the one place you wouldn't think to look, YouTube. Yeah. I watched Rambo full length, uncut on YouTube. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, Rambo or First Blood? Huh? Rambo or First Blood? Which Rambo? The, the, uh, Rambo uh, 2008. Rambo oh, okay. 4. John Rambo. Wow. Huh. That's weird. Um, over the top. Yeah, and and Mark Elliott does say it's Stallone talking about using his head as a switch and over the top. Top makes me laugh every time. What I do is I, I just try to take my hat and I turn it around, and it's like a switch that goes on. And when the switch goes on, I feel like another person. I feel, I don't. Know, I feel like a like a truck, like a machine. It's just the switch. I just turn that. And then Catherine, what were your overall impressions of the first ten minutes you watched of this movie? It was painfully eighties. The soundtrack is eighties. The plot is eighties. Yeah. The uh, the grandfather that comes in looks like he's out of the cast of Dallas, and he's just bad. God forbid he wants his grandson to live in the lap of luxury. Yeah, seriously, get an education. Yeah, and have all the nice things in life that it, the rest of us struggle for. Yeah, it's like what clearly, a dick. What a dick. Clearly, the kid wants to ride in his freshly washed rusty cab of his pickup truck. Yeah, shit. trailer. Tractor trailer truck. Let's not forget his name is Lincoln Hawk. Yeah. What is it? The, the Which, by the way, article Fox, that said it sounds like a mid-side, like a mid-level luxury sedan. Fox Holland. Lincoln Hawk, because you know, like Buff Slab Cheek is not wasn't. In the first, in the first ten minutes, the kid's like, "Pull over! I feel like I'm gonna be sick." So they pull over. The kid gets out, runs across traffic. It's like, wow, the kid doesn't even want to be in this movie. That kid's a dick, by the way. Oh yeah, the kid's a little asshole. asshole. He's, a, he's a complete dick, and we're like, okay, don't like the kid. I have no sympathy for the kid. Your father's a kidnapper. <laughs> and he tries to run across traffic. I'm feeling so, so sorry for the old guy. He's supposed to be the bad guy in this. Yeah, movie? exactly. Yeah. You know what I love also is that nobody can actually get Stallone's name right. It's either Lincoln Hawk. Of Lincoln Hawks. <laughs> and the director, who was, by the way, Menachem Gollum, um, <laughs> shocking, couldn't, couldn't be bothered, apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. The soundtrack to this movie is like... Hey, we do get a French solo song. We do get a French solo song. was the movie. Bad Night. Night, N-I-T-E. Yeah. Oh. We, well, we had uh, Sammy Hagar. What's the name of the song? Winner Take It All. Winner Take It All. Um, oh, meet me halfway. Kenny Loggins. Gypsy Soul by Asia. Oh, oh. oh God! <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. I'm, cl- I'm clearing out Asia for my rotation. I will be strong by any money. I love Asia, but after knowing that they're in over the top, I'm clearing out rotation. That's it. They're fired. They're fired. Yeah. Um. Now, Catherine, last time I watched this, I got about as far as you, about 10 minutes. I love that, you know, again, we're talking Reagan's America here, where, you know, blue collar is king. How everybody just had that look of, like, sheer disgust on Stallone, you know, on their face when Stallone shows up in his, his, you know, 18-wheeler. Yep. To go, you know, and he's dressed nice, you know. He's he's clean. clean. And everyone's just like, who let that homeless person in here? Yeah, and the kid's like, Prove you're my dad. I don't. I don't believe you, sir. Sir, prove you're my dad, sir. I was like, there's a picture of me with your mother. Well, I never got a single letter from you, sir. Well, that's because you're a little dick. Listen, you little dick. 
This one also had Robert Bologna in it. Yeah, exactly. Look out Bologna. It's Robert Bologna. <laughs> um, and this is the fact that this did try to bring arm wrestling into the national audience. Yeah. Wow. Arm wrestling. Is there any reason why it still only needed to oil up his pecs for arm wrestling? No, no. That, you know, that is like... Cause I, you know, I've heard people talk about the uh, the Civil War glory shot, the money shot where Chris Evans is like holding on to the building with one hand and the helicopter with the other, yeah. and he's pulling the together, and the guns are rippling. And, and I'm like, turn his arm to the wrong side. Don't you ever forget Arm Day? Don't you ever fucking forget Arm Day? It has nothing on. Like mid, you know, mid to late 80s Stallone with, well, I'm just going to lock up right there and my muscles going to pop right out of my chest. Geek! <laughs> How is this not gay? <laughs> um, alright. Let's move on. 1989. We have a pair of movies here. The first was uh, recommended by Mike C. Lock up. Surprise, surprise. No memory of this movie other than I know it involves prison rape. <laughs> And then Tango and Cash. The classic Tango and like Cash. That is a classic. Hold your tongue, boy. Where Stallone was cast as the smart one. I know. This is Kurt Russell loving it big time. <laughs> There's so much wrong with this movie. <laughs> but from um, Jack Palance's, like, rat experiments that have no bearing at all on the movie. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> This was one I wanted to watch all the way through because I thought I could take it. I wanted to watch it again, but I couldn't find it. I couldn't Most I know about this series is that they make a weird... No, it wasn't a series. It was one movie. They, they make a weird a reference to it in a video game called Space uh, Space Quest Six. All right. It's like a comedy, a comedy uh, video game series. And um, you learn how to do like a, a Vulcan mind, uh, neck pinch. In order to do it, you pinch them, and then you whisper lines from Tango and Cash into their ear until they pass out. Hey, they're both released in the same year. Yeah. I, I bet, I bet there's a reason. Oh God, yeah, it's just, you know, and just, this is the first time that they finally get like self-referency with uh, Stallone stuff. Yep. You know, it's like we could do Rambo. Yeah, Rambo's a fag. Oh come on, really, Kurt? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, and Terry Hatcher is the world's worst stripper in this movie. <laughs> Terry Hatcher's the world's worst actress. Yeah, so, pretty much. Like, definitely have to be, I, I can think of more, but... She's Stallone's sister, so naturally, Kurt Russell falls in love with her. Of course. Her entire thing is, like, three little spins, and then she, like, goes on a drum set. Like, an electronic, like, Sheila E. drum set. It just starts, it's like, um, do you want my dollar? <laughs> That brings us to the elephant in the room. 1992, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Recommended by our friend Chris. Oh, Chris. Stop! My or my mom will shoot. The era of the 90s when you had to have long, unwieldy titles. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Sylvester <laughs> so Stallone. And he has shrunk the kids. It co-stars with Estelle Getty. Yep, this movie is as funny as it sounds, which is to say, I mean, I like not at all. I feel like it was supposed to be a broad comedy, and then somebody decided it ought to be serious. 
Pretty much. Yeah. And that was so the wrong Oh, this is, this movie is nothing but bad choices by everybody involved. And the, the studio that greenlit it in the first place, the person who chose to write it. Bad choices, me in the late 90s. In 2006, Stallone said he regretted making the film. Well, no shit. Yeah. Well, you know, every once in a while, you know, you, you just look and they, they wheel like an entire, like, semi full of money to your, your, your front door and you just can't say no. Anyway, what's going to be the what would be the implications of me doing this? And then you find out it's something my mom shoot. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh god! I saw this. We had like this little like three dollar cinema in the town I went to college in. So technically, yes, I paid movie money for this. <laughs> um, I went and went with my, my Greek friend Demetrius, who barely spoke English. So was there anything else to do in this town? Or it was nothing. If, if it, it was a, it was a suitcase college. Okay. So all the drug dealers had already gone home for the weekend, <laughs> and I was not prepared. So. This movie has a lower Rotten, rotten Tomatoes score than like Fantastic. Four is it like 4% or something? Yes, it is. It's 4%. Fantastic is 9%. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The highlight of this movie is just watching Estelle Getty get her one, like, curse line. I think she calls somebody an asshole, and that's about it. That's everything you wanted to see in Golden Girls. You wanted to see Sophia let one out. Yeah, without the wig. That's the thing that, you know, it's like, Estelle Getty was, I think, younger than everybody else. Oh, yeah. And she played the oldest character. Oh, God. So bad. So very bad. So wrong. Shall we move on to actually two, yeah? Can I, can I read what Ebert um, said about this movie? Oh, please. Enlighten us. <laughs> he said it, it was one of those movies so dim-witted, so utterly lacking in even the smallest morsel of redeeming value you stare at the screen in stunned disbelief. It is moronic beyond comprehension, an exercise in desperation during which even Sylvester Sloan, or a repository of self-confidence, seems to be disheartened. <laughs> oh my god. That's a lot of our fancy words for saying, it sucks! <laughs> yeah. You paid too much to just say it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But he made it sound really good. Yeah. Okay. 1993, however, brings us two pretty decent they weren't bad. I mean, no, exactly. That, that's exactly right, Joe. They weren't bad. <laughs> they weren't good. Well, no. Compared to some of his other stuff, they weren't really that bad. Let's. Demolition having no. Demolition Man was a fun. No, better than having Man. Demolition Man was a fun movie. Yeah. Demolition Man is great, good fun. All right. Let's talk about the movie that released first. Let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the movie that got released first that summer. Cliffhanger. Uh, cliffhanger. Directed by Rennie Harlan, who at that point hadn't lost his fucking mind yet. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's a good, I mean, he was a, at that, that point, was an enjoyable a movie. great action director. And that scene, that first scene, which is really all anybody will ever need to remember, yep. the one with him and Janine Turner, yeah. that's iconic. That is, yeah. It's, it's very rare outside of a Rocky movie to get that kind of iconography in a movie. And they did it. I mean, but see, the thing is, nobody ever. Did you ever see Ace Ventura too? Once. All right. Well, when he's trying to like save the monkey, it was it's the, like trapped between the two. Yeah, between the two mountains, and the monkey drops, and he's like, "No!" That's the opening. Yeah, but Clifford. nobody ever remembers the rest of the movie, though. That's the thing. All I remember is that John Lithgow is the villain in a time when they just seemed like they had a hard on for making John Lithgow the villain. 
John fucking Lithgow. They were looking for the next Alan Rickman. They were looking for the next Hans Gruber. Yes, exactly. I so, thought they learned their lesson from, um, uh, what was that movie? Buckaroo Banzai? Banzai, yeah. Um, he or played, he Santa Claus. He played the villain Santa, Santa Claus in the movie. Yeah. And then there was Demolition Man, which, yes, I agree with you guys. That yeah. was good, junky fun. That was a good, But it's not fun a movie. good movie. Ah, it's, it's not a, a it's fun movie. It's all right. It's not no, a it good is, movie. It is a good movie. It's not a good film. Yeah, it, yes, it, yes, it, yes, yes. Perfect. Yes. It is the kind of thing where if I went on a Friday, opening night, Friday night, on a date, and just was going to like, watch shit blow up, it is a good movie. Yes. It is a really good movie. It's a, it, good, it's a waste. Of, it's a good waste of a night. Yeah. It's a bit of a twist on the time machine by H.G. Wells. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, even though every you know people were alive when he was alive, so no one can explain the three seashells. Yeah. <laughs> or why toilet paper doesn't work better anyway. Yeah, and it's Eloy and No, it's not about toilet paper not working. It's about being you know good to the environment and stuff. And right. also you know you got the Eloy and all that's going on, and you also have for some random reason the Orgasmatron from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Book, maybe he's he's his, Yes, exactly. <laughs> we don't want to think too hard about that. Yeah, we don't, we don't think about that. yeah that, that's something that, like, you know, you know what? Wesley Snipes was awesome as the villain in this. Oh Wesley my god! Snipes raised the villains and what? Oh god! Wesley Snipes. Um, first of all, one of those racist scenes in a Wesley Snipes movie ever. Yeah. He's in this museum and he walks past a few Asian people. He's like, because <laughs> <laughs> he's evil. We get it. You're, 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 if your hair didn't tip us all off already, you're the villain. <laughs> But I love they planted them with like useful skills, so now he knits. And just, yes. I made you a smart. <laughs> it was it, it, there was a lot of clever stuff in there, and Daniel Wanders, the screenwriter of that, I don't think gets enough credit as a good screenwriter to begin with because right. he did Heather's, he did oh, Batman, right, oh, yeah, he did Batman Returns. Oh, oh I love Batman that Returns. Like, there we go, and he did this, and then he fell off. That's too bad. Wow. Yeah, but it's just—I mean, this is a this is a good smart action movie. Underscore on the movie portion of this. Yeah. Right. It looks good too. This is a this is a good looking movie. A lot of tongue and cheek jokes. I could have done without Rob Schneider, but yeah. then again, you can't can always we all? you can always do it. Yeah, I was I was annoyed that I could not find a copy of this to watch. This is on one of the pay channels. Okay. Not sure it is. Um, yeah, and I, I know what it is, because it's like... I tried HBO now, and it wasn't there. I can't remember what format I own this movie in. I think I own it on VHS. <laughs> wow. What? Uh, Jesse Ventura is back in this one. Yeah, yeah. he is. He has shifted over from the Schwarzenegger movies to start doing Stallone movies. This one's got Jack Black in it. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He was one of the, um... Wasteland Scrap. Yep. Wow. Yeah, Ben Bratt is in this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember Ben Bratt was in it. Yes. Yeah. And Sandra Bullock before she was anybody. Dennis Leary's in this yeah, movie. This, yeah, this is before Speed. Yeah. 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 And uh, Dennis Leary is fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Back when they just let him be Dennis Leary. All right. So next up. Oh, boy. Oh, we. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if they have a used copy of New Year's. We're starting to hit the dregs now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. So uh, both Mark. Elliot and uh, John Saul brought this one up. Judge Dredd. And what was the result of the computer check? 
of the DNA coding on those bullets. The DNA is a perfect match for Judge Joseph Dredd. So The evidence has been falsified! It's impossible! I never broke the law! I am the law! This could very well have been the nail. This is the oh, nail. This was almost the nail. No, no, yeah, this is almost the nail. I'd say probably maybe assassins or oh yeah when you start getting into the forgettable stuff that didn't even much, like we're not talking about assassins we're not talking about Copland. we're not talking about like there's a lot of stuff in between Sharon, Sharon uh, oh the specialist the specialist poor Jim I oh. ran into Jim when I went to go see Pulp Fiction and I'm like oh I'm gonna go see Pulp Fiction he's like yeah great I'm seeing the specialist I'm like you didn't pick the movie did you he's like no <laughs> oh, no I did not no I no, it's the same with me. Yeah, Judge Dredd is. It, it, first of all, it, it, this is this is your tone deaf comic book adaptation. Yeah, yeah. This is Steel. Yeah. This is Catwoman. This yeah. is you know. This, this is just taking. The, this is Captain America, nineteen ninety. This is taking the, <laughs> it's taking the character from the comics and then throwing out everything about him and just replacing it with the with the uh, whatever they want in for it. Well, somebody that. came up with a story and somebody said, you know, if we build this as Judge Dredd, it would sell more tickets. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like that about the, the recent G.I. Joe movies. I'm like, it's a generic action movie and you decided to just, just slap, slap the G.I. Joe sticker. I don't mind them. Yeah, I have fun, especially the second one. The second one is a lot better than the first one. I have fun with the second one. Well, yeah, the second one has the movie Viagra. Oh, yeah. The the Rock, Rock Johnson. Yeah. Come on. This one, though, Judge Dredd, it's like they looked at the costume and said, hey, what do you think's more iconic? The helmet or the epaulets? The epaulets. The epaulets. <laughs> the right. giant screaming eagle. The helmet's coming Eddie. off. Eddie! The eagle. Oh, oh. God damn it. Eagle. God damn it. Okay, yes, the giant screaming eagle. <laughs> Not paying attention. I'm just... <laughs> Just try to get myself through another one of these Americas. Um, yeah, the... I still can't believe that happened. Um, <laughs> the thing with this... It happens to everybody. Yeah, I know. I know. You don't have to tell me. Um... <laughs> The thing with this movie is also, it's just that the ego of Stallone not, like, just keeping the damn helmet on the entire time, like Judge Dredd does. Right. Right. And not talking as fucking much as Judge Dredd does not. I am Judge Owen Rob Schneider. Rico. Judge Rico. This was bad. I mean, especially when you watch, have you, have you guys seen Dredd? Yes. The Carl really Dredd is excellent. Dredd is good. I'm not seeing it yet. It's, it's one of those things that it's not, again, not a good film, but a really fun hour and a half waste of time movie. I watched it because I think Carl Urban is sexy as hell. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I will only look at his jaw. He's that beautiful. But it ended up being a good movie. Or a fun movie. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of fun. This movie is not fun at all. This no, movie tries to no, be funny and it no. fails horribly. It's plotting. It's just, oh, it's... The, oh, the, the, the plot twists and all that. It's just, okay, when does Judge Dredd just go start us killing spree? Yeah, please. Please. I even love him! Yeah. All right, so that brings us to really a whole lot of shit for 15 years. Oh, God. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't until about 2010 where he kind of had a career resurgence. Yeah, and that resurgence was the Expendables. Yep. Well, this is your last 
last time. You give me the right answer, and I'll catch the break. If you give me the wrong answer, you will die a damn slow death. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Who sent you? Loosen up. Who sent you? You're injured, sir. Um, unfortunately, I can't say I've, I've not seen The Expendables. You haven't? No. I have seen the first two. Um, I had plenty of opportunity to see the third, but decided not to because for, for various reasons. A lot of them have to do with the rating. It's just... Once, movies, it, once, it went, once it came down to PG-13, you were like, eh, i These movies need to be violent. They need to be super violent, and a PG-13 doesn't really... Um, do it. Yeah, it doesn't really do it. Um, I, I don't know. Now, now, is 4 going to be R-rated, or... Who the hell knows if they're making a 4 or not? I know they were talking about doing the Expendables. Right. Yeah, with uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver from Nemo. Or Dory. Dory. Well, from Aliens. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, or Alien Covenant. Oh, God, I forgot she's going to be in that one. No, she's not. Yes, she is. She is? Yes. I think... I think the biggest issue I had with the Expendables is that there was so much lost potential in them. Now, you haven't seen them. No, I haven't. But when you describe the Expendables to anybody, you would think it's going to be like this, you know, tongue-in-cheek, cheesy, self-aware, 80s, self-aware 80s action gangbang. Right. With all the great stars. <clears throat> What's that? What do you got? Pro- Sigourney Weaver is not in the Alien Covenant. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe we're paying Oh, there you go. They, I mean, the thing is, is that an Expendables movie should feature Cynthia Rothrock and Jeff Speakman. And not, and not Liam Hemsworth or Gina Carano. <laughs> Gina Carano can't act. No, they, she they, can't. They, it, you can tell they edited completely around her in Deadpool. Yeah, oh, complete, totally. <laughs> Gina Carano. She played out Angel Dust in Deadpool. Oh, yes. The less angry Rosie O'Donnell. Right. Right, right, right. She she was there because she could kick ass and chew matchsticks. But whenever, right. she, whenever she had a line, they cut away from her. Right. Yeah. From, from everything I have been told, she is an absolute sweetheart in real life. Not but, like that. Yeah, but these movies are like, there's such missed opportunity because they didn't, they, they, it wasn't tongue-in-cheek enough. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. like they they would throw it like especially in the second one. The second one was when they finally got uh, Schwarzenegger out of the governor's mansion. Right. <laughs> so him and uh, Bruce uh, Bruce Willis trade off their lines. You know, I'll be back, yippee ki yay, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> Chuck Norris shows up and repeats the one uh, Chuck Norris fact that he didn't sue those poor kids over. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just, it's such, it's wasted, but I really feel it's wasted potential. I mean, where was Kurt Thomas from Jim Cotta in this movie? Jesus, Andy. Yeah, I'm digging deep. But that's you're, what I you're, want. You're going, you're going to Mike C route now. That is what I want in my Expendables movie, Actually, though. If he, if, he was, if he was going the Mike C route, he would have said, where's Michael Dudikoff? Oh, that's true, and I did No, I used Jeff Speakman, the perfect weapon, who didn't use a gun or a knife. He used his bare hands to take a life. <laughs> but... Along those lines, where was Michael Dudikoff? I don't know. Steve actually asked if Ted locked up Sam Jones' shooting schedule. <laughs> I, I actually replied that no, his slavish dedication to all things blow-related did. 
Plus, they might also confuse him for Dolph Lundgren's ugly twin sister. <laughs> <laughs> that man has aged horribly. Yes, he has. But he has the pot down the middle of his hair still? <laughs> Steve also asked, I was assuming they never considered Mark Hamill, and I said, why would they invite that nerd to their jock party? That's true. Yeah. yeah what, what do you want to do here, nerd? Huh? I got Dolph, I got... Who else was in that movie? Jason Statham was in that movie. Yeah. See, I don't believe... Like you said, if it's going to be like an 80s mashup, you don't need Jason Statham. You no, know, you don't need like Jason Statham. He's more late 90s, early... Early movie. In, in the first movie, Jason Statham, Steve Austin is in the movie. It's like, these guys don't need to be in there. You've no. got Eric Roberts. He's a perfectly serviceable 80s villain. Yes, he is. Yeah. You know, um... And then, yeah, like I said, I, oh, I, I, got, I got it right here. What, got it right here. what do you got? Uh, who, was the, who was the star in the FX movies? Oh, Brian, De oh, Brian, um, oh, God. Brian something we or had, other. We had Jet Li. Yep. Dolph Lundgren, Dolph. Chuck Norris, Terry Crews, Randy Couture. Oh, yeah. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Let's see. Scott and Adkins. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing too. You didn't get um. You didn't get your your Seagal and Van Dam. You know, match up because Seagal's off being a llama or something. No, no Seagal hates Jean Claude Van Dam, and he refused to be seen with him because you know money can't buy everything. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're. It's killing me here. It's Brian something or other. Yeah. He's working on it. Yeah, I know. Wait, was it was the name the movie name FX? FX. Yes. FX and then uh, FX two, the Deadly Art of Illusion. <laughs> there we go, Brian Brown. Brian Brown, thank you. I knew it was a Brian, and he's Australian, and he was in Cocktail. Okay, that's all I know. So there's not a whole lot to talk about these movies. Oh. Yes. FX also had Brian Dennehy. Yes, but he, he was a good guy in that one. It comes full circle, boys. Actually, you know who the villain was in that first FX movie? The guy who did the voice of the Smuckers commercials for all those years. <laughs> oh, God. I am not joking with you. <laughs> Mason Adams? Yes. That sounds like an old man name. Yes, yes. yes. That sounds like, that sounds like the, the, the name of the man. Who will do Smuckers commercials. Who, like, yeah. mows his lawn in his uh, suspenders and bow tie. During the 1960s, he was ubiquitous as the voiceover actor in television commercials for foods and household products, most notably for chiffon margarine and crest toothpaste. Chiffon <laughs> margarine. <laughs> he also did the commercials for Smucker. With a name like Smucker, it has, has to be, be good. good. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, and that, I, I really can't speak to too much on the Expendables thing. It's probably, I'm the only one who's actually seen one of them. Um, and then, you know, we've already talked about Guardians of the Galaxy. So, wow. I'm kind of cutting this one short, but I think we kind of need to. It's going to be a lot of drops on this show. Yeah, there's really only so much you can go about the Ubra of Sylvester Stallone, though laughing. Right. <laughs> and next year, we have you... you you didn't feel the the uncomfortable awkwardness of watching uh, Sharon Stone and uh, oh and and slide get it on get in, shower. in front of your future in laws. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you. Oh, that was a joy. Oh boy. Who were very Christian. Oh. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I, I mean, I can't take the blame because it was my fiance at the time put chose the movie. So yeah. Okay, that's our fault. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
So, yeah, and then uh, we agreed next year we're going to uh, visit Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Sounds good to me. Oh, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. And that also means that we're going to have to watch Raw Deal and Red Heat. <laughs> I, uh, that is a challenge, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. That is a challenge. That is a challenge. So, anyway, our next show, we are going to continue our summer podcast series by talking... We're doing our summer concert series. We're going to talk about our favorite and least favorite concert going experiences. I haven't had too many, but okay. Yeah. Catherine? Yeah. I, um, uh, you know, if you, we only have to talk about any live music oh, thing. Okay. If you're talking about live if, comedy, I could go on that one. If, if you're talking about going and seeing live bands and like bars and stuff counts, then okay. I could. If you've got good stories on it, then yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Sure. And I'm sure that if you were like me, you got roped into seeing that Christian singer Carmen at some point because of a date. Oh, I oh. did. All right. Well, that's my cross to bear then. That is yeah. your cross. Literally. <laughs> so, anyway. So, if you've got any uh, concert stories you want to say, good, bad, or indifferent, any bands you want to suggest, any bands you don't want to suggest, you can email us at geeksaladradio@gmail.com. You can also uh, let, hit us up at Twitter, at Geek Salad Radio. Uh, check out our Facebook podcast uh, page, Facebook, which is just Geek Salad Podcast. And check out the show and the rest of the archive, either on iTunes, Stitcher, or at geeksalad.podbean.com. Hopefully, Duran Duran won't be one worse. Uh, yeah, I just got a message from uh, Becca that one of the original members will not be appearing with us. Who? Nick Rhodes. Oh. So... I hope that roadie is really good. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later.